Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Myrtle Beach Nerd Motherfucking Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 20th, and I'm still waiting for my damn income taxes. God damn it. When the hell is this money going to come? You know, I mean, I've been waiting for this money to come now for a couple of weeks now. I did it actually. <clears throat> I filed income tax through TurboTax the day it was actually available. And the thing is, is like, you know, normally I get it like second, third week in February, and I still haven't gotten it. I could have swore I got it even earlier last year, but for some reason it's just taken super long. And I believe it is because I do have kids and I claim that, that tax credit because the kids are under the age of uh, 18 or whatever it is. <clears throat> but um, still, I mean, I want my damn money, man. I'm fucking broke. I need to pay some shit off, man, so we can make life good again. But anyway, welcome to the podcast, everybody. You guys are getting spoiled this week. Let me just tell you that right now. I mean, there have been a ton of podcasts this week. We did the Friday one. Um, we I also did one on Monday for the pay-per-view. And Nerdette, she did one yesterday, and I'm doing one today. There, there will not be one tomorrow. Just going to warn you. I mean, I think you guys have gotten enough. Probably sick and tired of hearing our voices. But yeah, you will be getting one Friday, hopefully. And that one is going to be a pretty decent one. It's going to be about the 90s. So we're going to be doing a uh, kind of like a retrospective look in the 90s, things that things that happen, music, entertainment, sports-related wrestling, all sorts of shit. We're just going to talk about things that we enjoyed personally in the 90s. We're not going to talk about fads and stuff like that that we weren't into. Just pretty much things that we were into. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get into that, too. Who knows? I mean, the thing about our podcast is that we go on and on on tangents. Uh, we just kind of go in any direction and just talk shit. And before you know it... Um, yeah, it's gonna, you know, go somewhere else, and we're gonna talk about something different, you know, we're just all over the place, gotta kind of reel ourselves in sometimes, but I can almost guarantee you this one's gonna go over, it's gonna be very long, I bet you, yeah, because the 90s, you know, 10 years worth of shit, and that's pretty much where we kind of became who we we're destined to be, you know, like, we kind of came into our own, uh, we grew up in the 90s for the most part, I mean, we we're both born, you know, uh, she was born in, you know, 79, I was born in 82, a couple of years older than me, but, um, I mean, like, like we spent our life through the 80s, and in the 90s, we really have a lot of our, you know, memories and things like that. So we're going to talk about that and go over it this Friday. Um, it's going to be a long one, so it's probably going to be a two-parter, maybe a three-parter. It depends on how and how, how we're going, you know. If we're, we're feeling the flow, we'll keep going. Basketball has been two hours about, you know, just random stuff, TV and things like that. But this is something, you know, we have a lot of knowledge on, obviously, because we lived it. You guys lived it as well. So it should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Uh, today's podcast, though, is not going to be about wrestling or anything like that. Uh, wrestling podcast, I'm only doing it by request, pretty much. I'm not really a huge fan of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about it occasionally. Um, but, yeah, uh, today's podcast is going to be about out, outrunning yourself. I mean, a lot of people, um, it's called fight or flight for the most part. But something that I've noticed that people will do is um, when, when they have a bad situation in life, they blame it on everybody else. And what they do is they, is they remove themselves from the situation thinking it's going to make it better. And the one thing in life that you can never outrun is yourself. You are always the person you're going to be. I mean, I, I, I believe people can change a little bit, but I don't think you can change the innards, like your like how you work. Basically, like you can you, you could take the inside of a car and put a nice shiny coat over it, but inside that car is exactly what it is. And I believe people are like that as well. I think if you're a complete asshole, a complete piece of shit, you you can you can put a front on, like you you could put a shell over it. Uh, kind, kind of like a, like a peanut M&M. Let's say if you take, um, fucking walnut and put an M&M coating over it, it's going to look like an M&M, but on the inside, it's a little walnut, not that sweet peanut, you know, that they put inside that damn thing makes it taste oh so good. But it's the same thing with people though. Um, you, you could put on a front, but inside you're going to be that piece of crap or whatever. 
and I've noticed this in my personal life, seeing other people around me and things like that. And I've always tried to give advice to people, uh, you know, anybody who ever asked me for advice or anything like that, or how I feel about certain people and things like that, just in, just in my professional life. And, um, it's always the same thing. Um, let me give a few examples about things like that. Not too specific as I'm going to pinpoint myself or anything like that, but just, just, just life, you know, uh, experiences, you know, it's just, I mean, like, let's just, let's take work for example. Okay. Um, let's just say like, you're, you're the kind of person or, or, you know, this kind of person, I'm not going to put this on you, the listener, um, by saying like you personally, like you're the bad person. Cause I don't know you. I'm trying to let you guys know me a little bit, but anyway, um, I'm sure, you know, someone at work, that's, that, that's a drama person, you know, um, they call it like everything's the end of the world. Um, you know, they, uh, they have a problem with everything, you know, um, they, they gossip, they cry at work that kind of thing. Um, I, in my personal experience, it's, it, 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 it's a female that I no longer work with. I don't know where the hell that person is anymore. Gone somewhere, probably crying somewhere else, some other job, some other position, you know, t- t- target maybe who, who, who knows. But yeah, like this person used, used to cause a lot of drama. They used to cry a lot and shit like that. It was always everyone else's fault. And, oh, my life sucks. It's always me, 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 me. And in the back of my mind, it's like, all right, there's a common denominator in all the situations that have happen to you in life, no matter how all the bad things that happen, there's one common denominator and that's you, you know, but you, you can't flat out say that to somebody because, you know, they, they're emotionally unstable. That's one thing I've noticed about people like that. You know, they're mostly unstable. They don't know how to handle confrontation, conflict and things like that. And they're, they're mostly pretty volatile too. I'm not trying to lump everyone in one here, but the people that I've noticed that have these, these common trends and behaviors are very volatile. Like they, they can't take they can't take criticism, and if you question anything, it's like you're attacking them, and they just don't know how to handle it. So, in my opinion, um, people like that just really can't be reasoned with, and and they they just take everything to heart, take everything literally. Um, it's 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 hard to get through to them. But uh, but anyway, like this girl, she she bounced around from location to location, and she had the same problems in every store. It always started off nice. She loved everybody, bashed her old location, bashed everybody there. And she would basically like, you know, make friends. I'm like, wow, she's cool. You know, she's, she's nice. She's sweet. I'm a very nice person. I don't understand why anyone would hate her. And then the truth comes out, like the real inner person comes out, you know, like that shell starts to slowly melt away and you're left with that walnut underneath when you're looking for a peanut, you know? Um, so yeah, you start noticing things and you know, like the, the, the attitude comes out, the, the same problems that you may have had with person A and B are now, are now person C and D in another store. So it's like, all right, next door. And then you go to your next location. After you have problems with that one, everything blows up. You hate these people now. All of a sudden, you hate that old place. You hate this new place. Then you go to your next place. Everything's great, nice and sweet. Then all of a sudden, same old problems start coming out. You're talking shit about this person, talking shit about that person. You hate this person. You hate that person. Oh, woe is me, and I'm crying again. And before you know it, this is your third location. And then you go to a fourth location, same shit. And then it's like, finally, and, and I see it pretty quick because I'm, I'm a pretty good reader of people for the most part. And, uh, I, I saw it a lot earlier than other people did, but then, but then I get asked like, wow, what's wrong with this person? And then I explain it just like I'm doing now in this podcast. That's who they are. They'll never change. And the common denominator is them in every situation. They're the bad person. And now it's not just work related. I'm just giving like one example. Uh, but it, uh, it's like relationships as well. Um, if you're dating someone, and they cheat on you, chances are they're going to cheat on that person that they cheated on you with after they leave you for them and then vice versa. It's just a nasty cycle. 
Um, I, I don't know what it is about people that they cannot change, but I just think people have this ingrained in their DNA and that's just the person they're going to be. You know, it's no fault on them. I mean, that's just how they are. It's, it's, it's in their soul. It's in their being, you know, but they, they just can't change. They, they won't change. They're unwilling to change or it's just, or they're just incapable of it. And now it's, it's kind of like the girl at work, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't know if it's, it's, it's from conception or if it's just from years of years of being handed everything. I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into it. In this person's case, I believe they were an only child. So uh, I think that has a lot to do with it too. You're spoiled. You don't have anyone to have conflict with growing up and you're pretty much given everything. That's why I'm glad I got two girls because I mean like they, they, I mean, they get along so good, but I mean, occasionally I'm sure they're going to have conflict when they're older, but then they'll know how to deal with it because they have each other to deal with. They got the experiences in life. So when they're ready to work in the real world and things like that, or if it happens at school, they kind of know how to handle it. It kind of toughens you up a little bit. But if you're the only child, you're getting everything. You're getting all the love and the attention and the toys and the presents you don't have to share with anybody. You got your own room. You can make up your own rules for the most part because your parents are just giving you everything you want. First time parent, they're learning as they go along. Um, they don't have anything to reference it back to. Like, oh, I got a 16-year-old and you're 12. So I know when you turn 16, how to handle a 16-year-old because I've been through it. So I'm, I'm thinking like that may have something to do with it. You know, just being pampered and spoiled. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's really no excuse. Um, it, it, who knows what it could be? I mean, I'm no psychiatrist. I try to figure things out. I, I love talking about and trying to learn why and how humans behave the way they do. Um, sounds like I'm a fucking alien. How humans learn other human behavior. But no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure it out because I don't talk to people. I really don't. Um, I, I, I just don't want to be around them until I figure them out. By the time I figure it out, I'll be dead. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, just trying to figure that, that whole situation, you know, and like going back to relationships, if you're a control freak, if you're someone that, um, you know, like beats your spouse or something, I think you're always going to be that person. I think you're always going to be that control freak because you're insecure about your own, you know, uh, self, I guess you got a small dick or something and you, you think your girl's going to cheat on you. If you're a girl that, you know, thinks you're ugly and you think your guy's going to cheat on you because of something, there's always something, there's always something in the back of your own mind that holds you from being your best self. So whether you have an insecurity about your weight or, or, or your height or your, your sexual organ or girl thinks her tits are too small, I don't know. I mean, uh, and, and also you, you can put some of that blame on the media too because, you know, uh, Cosmopolitan will put like the skinniest, hottest girls on the cover. Sports Illustrated finally started pushing back against that by putting Ashley Graham on the cover, who's, a, who, who's you know, a, I guess like a more average looking woman as far as, as far as like her weight goes and things like that. But for the most part, you're going to see these like extremely good looking women, especially on TV. Like you turn on the soap opera, there's really like not many ugly people on there. And they put these impossible standards up there that maybe would make a woman feel insecure or basically feel like shit about herself. And maybe that would cause her insecurities with her boyfriend. But it's like, you, you can't make that any better unless you come to peace and come to grips with yourself. You know, like I said about the bad parenting too. I mean, parents should always let their kids know they're great. Uh, you don't want to let them think they're too great, though, because you don't want them to feel like, you know, everyone's going to think that way about them. Because just because you love them and you think they're the cutest thing ever doesn't mean people out there in the real world are going to think so. So you got to get them kind of prepared for that as well. So when they do face rejection in life, they're not going to not know how to handle it and turn into that girl who runs away from her problems instead of trying to face them head on. Now, I think when you're when you're in a, in a, in a work environment, you have to almost become somebody else. And I'm a big proponent of keeping your coworkers at a distance because you don't want them to know the real you only because the real you should be reserved for the people that matter the most in your life. And whether you're one of those people that does hang out with your coworkers, be forewarned that things can come back to bite you in the ass. 
if you're out there hanging out with your people on a Sunday night, Monday morning, the whole office could possibly know about what you did. So only do dirt with people you're not afraid to know dirt about you. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's just a life lesson for anybody younger out there, for people that are older that just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, I'm throwing it out there for you right now. I think that's a great piece of advice to live by, and it's something that I truly believe in. Um, I've probably fallen out of that trap a couple of times in my life, a handful of times, and and it's, it hasn't happened in a very long time, and it will never happen again because I, I just believe in having something, a piece of yourself that's that's private, something that's just for you and your family. Uh, I, I just don't uh, personally like to share too much with people uh, just because it's, it's just like people let you down and they have no place in your future if that's how you feel, and I'm sure you probably do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to a miserable fuck like me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's just something that I believe should just be private. But whatever. Uh, what we are is what we are at the core. Uh, I, I don't think that chip can ever be reprogrammed. I think um, you know you you can put the tiger to bed, but it will claw itself out eventually. So you can you you can be the nicest guy. You can put your smile on from ten to six or nine to five or eight to four, whatever your hours are at work. Uh, whether you work as a bank teller and you got to smile at people bitching at you for things that you have nothing to do with, or whether you're at a you know, cash register, you're bringing out people are telling you your life story. You can really give a fuck less about them. Or if you're at the gas station and the gas station guy is trying to tell you about what happened to a shift and you just want to buy your lotto tickets to get the fuck out. I mean, you have to put that smile on, you know, that retail smile or that. And, and I call it the retail smile and it's not just for work. It applies to life in general in any situation where you have to go somewhere and basically put on a front, pretend you're something that you're not. Um, like if I go outside to get the mail or something and my neighbor waves at me, that's me putting on my retail smile, waving back. Hey, the weather's nice, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's nice out there. Isn't it? And you go back to your house, you're like, fuck that motherfucker. And that's because it's the retail smile. You're putting on this front and it's not really who you are. You can't go around fucking everybody or motherfucking people because otherwise you're going to have a lot of problems. And I understand that. But that's the chip that's inside of you. That's that computer chip. I mean, that's that fucking chip from... 1982 when I was born, I mean, that that ship's there, man. That shit can't be upgraded. There's no more fucking software updates for this motherfucker. This is who I am. I'm, I'm this way. Sure, I do have some things that would give me inner peace, but I know the inner asshole would still be in there somewhere. Just be harder, you know, to bring them out if certain things went the way I wanted them to go in life. So, I mean, I, I definitely understand that that's um, something I got to work on. I got my little game plan. I did, you know, kind of throw a little bit out there in a previous podcast of what would bring me happiness in my personal life. And, you know, it kind of challenged you guys to go out and find what was, you know, in your own personal life, something that you would want to, you know, accomplish and things that would help you get over that hump and help you become the retail smile person 24-7. But, yeah, the thing about the chip, though, like, that can't be reprogrammed is, like, there's a lot of ways people try to reprogram that chip, and it, it, it never works out. Some people go to church. And you knew I was going to go there, didn't you? I mean, religion, I, I I get it. I get it. I understand why people need to find faith. It's because they got nowhere else to go. If you're in a foxhole and people are shooting at you and you're shooting back and all your men around you are dead and you look around and it's just you out there shooting back, I understand in that moment saying, oh my God, God, please help me. Because you kind of need something. You need to believe in something that can pull you out of this in that situation. And I understand, too, if you're in a prison with a life sentence, if you're in a solitary confinement, you got no one else to talk to. you got to manufacture or conjure a man in the sky. I get it. You need some something to talk to, something to atone, you know, for, for this insufferable crimes that you may have committed being in prison. I, I get it. You need something. 
But for people that have intelligence, that can't, you know, that just that just that just have others in their lives and have a functioning brain and and, and have a reason to not believe in this. I just don't understand how, how you could. I mean, if you're an intelligent person, there's no way the Bible makes sense. But I mean, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm just going to say that, you know, I'm just going to sum it up like this, because you can listen to some other podcasts about religion, and there will be more. It's just this this one isn't supposed to be one, and I don't want to go down that road. But I will do more in the future, and there are some in the past. If you guys will listen to some, they're out there on the, on the website. Um, religion can change who you are deep down. I mean, you can put up that front, but inside, we all know you're somebody else. I've seen people... They go to church, they come out with this like like that weird glow that I described in the other podcast. They got this weird glow about them, you know? Oh, God is good, God is great. And they just don't seem real. They seem like fucking Stepford wives, you know? It's like the movie Pleasantville. They they just don't seem real. Like things are too good to be true. Like, oh no, this is too good to be true. This guy's not that way. And you know what? They probably they, they probably they're probably horrible fucking people. People act a certain way because they know that's how they're supposed to act. You go into a Best Buy, you get attacked by someone. Hey, how you doing? And they're using that fake voice. They're using, the, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? You want to go and go look at the TV? Huh? You want to look at the TV? Oh yeah, you got a VCR? Huh? Do we even fucking sell those anymore? Huh? Yeah. And you go there, and they talk to you about the fucking TV, and they got this happy voice. They're looking at you with this this gleam in their eyes, and all these your dollar signs, obviously. But they're staring at you. You know, they're they're pretending to be engaged, and they try to sell your product. You know that's not them. You know that you, you know they don't give a shit. If if you run into them at a fucking Pathmark tomorrow, that's uh, a supermarket up in Jersey that used to be around. Probably gone now, but who knows? If if you run into them at a Pathmark or something, they're gonna duck their head and run behind a fucking magazine rack because they don't want to see you. They don't want to talk to you. You and and if they see you and they you walk up to them and say, hey, remember me from Best Buy? They'll probably fucking run because that's the thing. That's not who they are. They're trying to sell your product. They have to be a separate person. You're basically punching your card and becoming. Uh, fucking uh, a Shakespearean actor for the next couple hours while, while you're working because that's not you. You have to pretend, you know, and that's just the way it is. You go to school, you got to behave. You know, you go to school, you're the class clown, you're that person, you know, or what, whatever. You may not be a funny person. You may be depressed. You may use uh, joking around as a way to hide your depression and anxiety. Who knows? Um, but that's not who you are. So that's the thing. Uh, you don't know you you don't know who you are after a while. You become someone else because you you're playing this role for your whole life. And I'm just kind of bringing it back full circle to my last podcast, and that's exactly what I'm doing here. You you think that's how you're supposed to act, and it doesn't mean that's how they are. It's the retail smile. I'm I'm gonna make that a thing. Hashtag retail smile. Uh, people that go to church on Sunday morning, then they come home and get fucking wasted. Uh, the church pastors touching children. Uh, you know that that's another one right there. They preach the word of God and. They think they got God's ear and that they're God's boy, and they go and touch little kids and shit. What, what about this one? What about fucking teachers? You drop your kid off at a middle school or high school, and you know you, you got the teacher who's supposed to be a fucking, a fucking um, like a beacon of light. They're supposed to guide your children to the future, you know, like teach them things and invaluable lessons they're gonna take for them for the rest of their fucking lives. And you got the teachers fucking the students in a lot of these schools, and it's like, <clears throat> what the fuck, man? These are people you're trusting and people that put up these fronts like they're these authoritarians and they're going out there and doing things that they shouldn't be doing behind closed doors because they're hiding who they are. They're putting on that retail smile. They're going and doing things, you know? I mean, you can change offices that you work at, your spouses. You can remake your Facebook page from the one that you got drunk and cursed out everybody. Make a new one a couple months later. Hey, I'm different. Your true face is going to show eventually. That's the thing. You cannot hide who you are. 
and it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, maybe there are a couple outliers out there. Maybe. I've met a couple of people that have tried to preach the Word of God to me, and you can tell that they genuinely believed it. You know, they genuinely believed it. And um, and there was a... And here's another example. There was a guy I used to work with. Um, we were still living in the Northeast. This is years ago. He was really, really fat, like like obese. He went and got that gastric bypass surgery. He was a dick too, man. I no one liked him. He was like a and he and he was a guy. And my thing with guys, just on a side note here, I don't like guys that are all into drama. They like this, you know. I don't like guys who want to be one of the girls. I don't like people like gossiping shit like that. I'm I'm not a gossiper. I don't like. I mean, like once in a while, I'll like get caught up in like people talking. I'll throw a couple couple tidbits in there, but I'm not going to sit there and be a gossiper. I, I, if someone tells me a secret, I keep it. I don't go spreading that shit around. You got to ask anybody I, I deal with and they will tell you the same thing. I don't spread rumors, gossip, none of that shit. I, I just don't fucking believe it. I don't, I, I don't like it. But this guy was one of those people that I can't stand. The exact opposite of me. He would hear, oh my God, did you hear? And I forgot the girl's name. So I'm just going to make up two random girls' names I used to work with. It, 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 see, this was years ago. This is out of Staples I worked at. But anyway, um, he would go there and be like, oh, did you hear Kim was talking about Jesse and and um, and uh, and uh, Kyle was the guy she was doing it with? And, and he would do that shit and sit there as the girls would talk. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Grow a set of fucking balls, man. You're worse than a fucking woman. You are a fucking woman. But anyway, he would sit there and be a part of that. And he was the heavyset guy. He was a real bitch. He would complain about management all the time. And it's like, dude, just... No one's forcing you to come here. I mean, we're making seven fifty an hour. Get the fuck out of here. Get out. Just quit. Go go make go make same money at McDonald's and deal with a lot less bullshit. I don't care. But he's one of those guys that would like, no matter what, would like leave this job, go to that job, go to this job, and the next job, and do the same shit. Spread the gossip and all that crap. But anyway, you know, he he got the gastric bypass surgery. He was maybe like two seventy five. He came back. I saw him. At the job that I'm working at now, he came in as a as a client or whatever. He came in, he like lost like 140 pounds. I'm like, holy shit, is that you? He's like, yeah, man, I got this gastric bypass, and he seemed happy, like he seemed happy and not miserable, like a miserable gossiper or whatever. So I'm thinking maybe that might have helped him losing the weight. Like maybe the reason why he was the way he was was because of his weight, which doesn't change my theory that people are who they are. I think he might have become that way because of his weight, like maybe it was just uh, a reason for him to, to hide as much as he did, like hide the, the way he felt or his true emotions or anything like that. Because like maybe he was a nice guy, but the weight made him feel depressed and it changed it changed him a little bit. But in the end, he would come back to who he really was after he lost the weight. I know it's a big mind fuck and it sounds like your head's going to explode right now, but try to follow me there. It, may, it makes sense when you think about it in slow motion, kind of. I'm thinking that's what could have happened. Like maybe... You know, he was a nice guy. He got the weight, changed him, made him depressed, made him bitter, and he and he and and he just expelled it, you know, by being the way he was. But whatever, that's just one of the outliers. I'm thinking like, you know, certain things in your life can change for the better. Like if you're a miserable prick who hates everybody, and you win a lottery, and all of a sudden you can afford everything, maybe the root of your anger comes from the fact that you don't have money or you can't pay your bills. You know. For me, it's 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 a lot of stress, like my anxiety, like having to pay the bills and then pay the rent and having to do this, you know, like come to work every day for a living and knowing that if this job ends, I'm going to have to have all the stress again of not being able to pay bills and shit like that. So it's like, you know, it, it's it's just craziness. And I know like if I was to hit the lotto, 
not like billions of dollars or anything, but like maybe like 200 grand enough where I could pay off my debt. Then I would start back at square one and maybe I'd be a different person. It's been so long. I forgot who the fuck I am. Maybe I don't know. And maybe you don't know either. So I'm just putting this out there. Just kind of rambled thoughts for you guys to dissect and chew on a little bit. You know, um, let me know what you think about this topic, by the way. I want you to go on the Gmail page. Um, it's Myrtle Beach Nerds with an S at gmail.com or at Myrtle Beach Nerd on Twitter. Please hit me up. Let me know what you think about this. I mean, I, I think that um, eventually, you know, uh, the emails are going to start pouring in because, I mean, we've got over 2,000 listens right now. And this thing is going strong, man. We've been at this on Podbean for over a month, not quite two months yet. But, I mean, we've been getting a lot of listens, and this thing's really picking up steam. I appreciate everybody for listening in and for showing some support for the Old Ladies Podcast. You did her own yesterday. Views on that one have been coming up, so waiting for some comments to roll in, hopefully, and see what you guys think about hers. Got a little Jesse Smollett update for you. Going to move on from that last topic. We might retouch it again in the future. Um, here we go. Jesse Smollett update. It seems prosecution is inevitable right now. Uh, those Nigerian brothers that he that he had, uh, the ones that he supposedly hired to beat him up or make it look like he was going to get beat up, they're now cooperating with police. Juicy Jesse has a new lawyer. So what's next for Juicy Jesse, everybody? That's what I'm trying to wonder out. Juicy Jesse, however the hell you say his name. So he hired those two Nigerian guys to make it look like he was he was being beaten or whatever and uh, the racist MAGA shit and they called him the N-word and tied a noose around him and threw bleach on him or some shit. The whole story was fishy from the start. I was the first person that I know of in, in my area, my circle of people that are in my life for some reason or another. I've, I, I called it. I was like, yeah, this is bullshit because it, it just sounded unbelievable. Shit like that doesn't happen all the time. It just doesn't happen anymore in this day and age, especially in Chicago. At 2 o'clock in the morning, who the fuck wants a Subway sandwich? I didn't even know Subways were open at that time of night. You figure you'd be going to like a White Castle or something, you know? That's even on that side of the world. I don't know. But Juicy Jesse's got a new lawyer, so I think he's gearing up for a battle. He knows he's screwed at this point. And his uh, empire role was slashed, too, by the way. They cut out a lot of his, his uh, scenes. So he went from, like, a huge storyline to basically just being a background character to someone whose face is in the back, like, e eating a sandwich while the two main characters are having a fight. Uh, I think what's next for him, though, I think he's going to get prosecuted. I don't think he'll do jail time because, I mean, celebrities don't really do jail time. He might just get like some kind of punishment and the worst punishment of all he's going to get as well, which is not being cast in Hollywood anymore. He's screwed. Um, I think like a lot of, uh, and this is just a prediction. I think a lot of the black like leaders in Hollywood, like um, Tyler Perry or the fuck you want, or Oprah, they're going to have him come on. They're going to try to rehab this guy because they're going to try to look after their own and they're going to try to take care of him in a couple of years, maybe try to bring him back with some roles like, hey, this guy's back. He's going to go on the whole repentance tour. And since he's a left winger, they'll give it to him because they love the left. And he will be forgiven and all will be forgotten. And he'll be back on TV eventually. I think he's an asshole and I think he should go to jail because I think he's a real fuck up. And he blew an opportunity that most people would die for. I mean, most people would want to have a role in Hollywood and be on TV and shit like that. And I think Jesse Smollett's story or Juicy Jesse, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I think his story is a lesson as to how the fucking media will take anything just to throw it back in Donald Trump's face. And they will use it as a weapon against the right. Now, I'm no right-winger by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I don't care for the right. I do like some of their views, and I like the fact that I got more money this year than any other year from the right, just because of taxes and the way things have worked out. And I feel like I've been taken care of more with this presidency than I was in the previous few. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the way things are right now. I just don't like the fact that the media has just taken on a life of its own 
And it's like everything you do out there is just going to be twisted in some weird way just to fit their agenda. If you're on their side, they love you. If you're not, you're a piece of shit. And the thing is, it's like they're the most violent, vile pieces of shit out there. And I just, I, I can't stand the media. And I, and I really wish things would just work out where we didn't have to worry about, you know, uh, basically like watching everything we say and watching everything we do. That's why I do my podcast, because I can say what the fuck I want. If I was going to get pulled from any one of the one of the providers, it wouldn't cost me a dime because I'm not making a dime off of it. I'm just saying what I want to say, and I'm glad you guys are listening to me, and I love every one of my listeners, man. But yeah, man, Juicy Jesse's fucked. Uh, I want to give a shout out here. I listened to a good podcast last night. It was um, it was by Billy Ray Valentine. He 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 did one. The Infinite Fringe was a podcast. They did one about the future, which I thought was pretty neat. And uh, this is one of my personal predictions. I didn't get a chance to talk about in the podcast, but it's about how sex robots and things like that are going to basically make people mute to the point where they're not even going to have physical contact anymore, which I myself have saw that for a while. I mean, men, men can buy robots now to have sex with. There's like these like silicone butts you can have sex with and girls with dildos and fucking all sorts of shit, men with pocket vaginas. And it's like you can buy something the exact way that you want it, exact size and everything that you want it and everything like that. So it's like, why, why, why wouldn't you go fuck yourself all day long? You know what I mean? It's weird. Like, I can go out there and I can buy a fucking, uh, I'm just trying to think here, like, uh, like, a, like a Becky Lynch doll or something, you know? Have it tailor-made to, like, my specifications of how I want it. You know, you can give it huge tits, big butt, all this other shit. You know, you can even give it different color hair, whatever the fuck you want. You can make the perfect doll based on your sexual preferences, right? You can have it mailed to your fucking house and just fuck this thing all the time. Doesn't complain, doesn't give you any talk back or shit like that. Won't cost you a dime except for the initial purchase, which pays for itself if you're a hooker buyer. You can make your money back by not spending money on hookers for a year. It pays for itself, the sex doll, you know? But anyway, I don't know. I would never fuck a doll. I mean, that's just me. I'm old school. I, I prefer a nice, warm woman. But I mean, for people out there, you can buy whatever the fuck you want and just replace the human emotion and take that out of it. So I think we're going to get numb eventually. Like people are watching porno at an exponential rate. And what that does, and it's proven that it will numb you. If you watch enough porno, if you're sitting there watching it right now while you're listening to this podcast and you try to be with a person, you wouldn't know how to be with an actual person because it's fucking with your, fucking with your whole psyche. It's in your brain, man. It fucks you up. So now if you got a sex doll and you go to like have sex with a woman in person, like let's say a woman actually wants to give it up to you. You may be more aggressive with this woman. You may not know how to treat a woman. You may be fucking vicious. You may snap and kill the bitch because she doesn't act like your doll does. Your your whole perception of reality will be warped to a point where you just won't even know how to deal with people. And that's dangerous. I, I think we're making everything automated to a point now where we're just going to start fucking going nuts in the streets, fucking throwing a Molotov cocktails at each other and shit. Because people just don't know how to deal with each other. But I'm going to table that for another day because that sounds to me like it could be a pretty damn good podcast. Anyway, people. We've been going at this one for about a half hour now. That's my limit for personal podcasts, half hour to 45 minutes. But I got to run, man. I got a show to prepare for on Friday. We're going to be doing some podcasts in about the 90s. Going to do some research. I think it's going to be a fun one, man. So whether you're a Vanilla Ice fan, an MC Hammer fan, a Spice Girls fan, Backstreet, NSYNC, all that bullshit. We're going to be talking about a lot of that. Movies, Jurassic Park, Forrest Gump. Who knows, man? We're going to be going on and on about the 90s. Hope you guys join us on Friday. And as always, send in some questions. Twitter at... Myrtle Beach Nerd. Hit me up. Add me as a friend. I'll follow you back. Got a lot of those new people. I followed everybody back that followed me, and I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if you also want to send us some questions, because we got some good ones last week. We want some more. Already got one in the queue. Um, 
going to be uh, MyrtleBeachNerds at gmail.com. MyrtleBeachNerds with an S at gmail.com. This has been the Myrtle Beach Nerd. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Talk to you Friday. Later.